don't limit your dream or your belief. You can make great money and have a great career, especially now. Be, most of your listener, listeners are in Indonesia, I assume, and it's a global world right now. And you can be in Indonesia and have a dream of doing work for Disney as a client of yours. It's an achievable thing in 2020 and beyond. Hi, I'm Tanya, and you're listening to the Agenda Bachanda podcast. That's the soundtrack of the 1983 movie National Lampoon's Vacation set in Las Vegas. I wanted to use that song because of our next guest. He and I both recognize the comedic genius of Chevy Chase. The film is set in Las Vegas, the neighboring state of my next guest's home in Utah. For someone interviewing from Jakarta, well, that's close enough. I'm so pumped to introduce today's guest, whom can be described as the Lex Luthor of design, with his clean-shaven head, and he's a design creative genius. He is undoubtedly an unusual guest for our show, but what I hope we can learn from his wisdom is on how to make it as a successful entrepreneur. A hot topic for our show on aspirational role models. He started out as a young freelancer who later founded a creative agency, Riser, which has now morphed into an even bigger agency called EKR, with large multinational companies for clients. And his message to us is, you can do it too. I want this to be the energy going into 2021 for my Janda listeners to find your creative talents and let that flourish bigger than your dreams. And that's not all. His name is Mr. Janda. One may call it serendipity, but I think it's destiny to have two Jandas in a pod. Without further ado, I present to you, Mr. Michael Janda. I want to yeah. tell everybody who's on the show, you know, I, I'm, I'm having, I'm already giddy from having you on the show because when I was watching, because I'm a maniac about watching YouTube during the pandemic mm. because uh-huh. I, unfortunately I do a lot of that and where yeah. I was watching or stalking, however you want to call it, the future channel yeah. with Chris Doe. And he mentioned you. I don't know what specifically he said about you, reference to at more Janda. And I was like, more uh, Janda? There's, yeah. I'm Janda mm. Bachanda, and there's more Janda? <laughs> I was like, yeah. who is so more funny. Janda? Who could be more Janda <laughs> than me? And uh, but, yes, so it's apparently the... Um, you're a bit of a demigod in the creative agency, it seems like, but with sort of like a little bit of Lex Luthor look and uh, <laughs> I love it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know if you know, your root name means widow. I do know this. Say. Yeah. You do know yeah. this. Okay. But yeah. When, when people know, it's, it's Czech. My name is from the Czech Republic and it essentially means... Son of Jan. So of Jan is what it is. So da, and I I don't speak Czech, but this is what I've been told that da means of and Jan, J-A-N is, it's it's essentially like being Johnson, the son of John. So in the United States, it's Johnson is essentially what the name is. But when I started building my audience on Instagram, And I have a big audience in Jakarta and Indonesia. And I had multiple people message me, hey, did you know that your last name means this? So I learned that about a year ago or a little more. And I thought that was super interesting. All right. Well, everybody's official. We have a Mr. Janda on the Janda Bachanda podcast. All right. It's so good. 
<laughs> so good. Sure. I'm a different type of guest than what you usually have on your podcast. Yes. I, I was looking at your podcast, so doing my stalking before, and, and you talk yes. about divorce and um, relationships and things and getting yes. dating again and all those kinds of things. And right. um, so it's a different, yeah, it's a different type of of podcast that I usually do as well. So I was excited. And when you messaged me, like I told you, when you messaged me, I was like, well, this has to happen. Janda be Kanda and more Janda have to team up for a podcast episode. Okay. Well, first, so it was a, it was a quick yes. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you. Yeah. You, you answered real quick. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're the second famous, like a virtual person that's ever replied to my DM. The first one was Cory Booker. And so you're in good company. Good. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cory Booker. Nice. (laughs) I'm, I am keeping the dream alive. You know what? I reply to every DM that I get and I have for a year and a half since I started building my Instagram community. I thought, you know what? I don't want to be that guy or girl that doesn't reply. When somebody messages me, I want them to feel like, hey, I I can be your friend. I'm here to support you. You have access to me. And um, it's been a lot of DMs. I mean, I get uh, hundreds of DMs every day, it seems. And uh, so it's just a huge undertaking to reply to everybody. But I've built so many great relationships through Instagram DM. People who are like my daily pen pals that I message with all the time. Um, I know I've been able to support people all around the world when they have a question or something, they feel like they have somebody that they can ask who's actually going to reply. So uh, it's been something that's been really rewarding to me. And I know it's provided value to other people as well. Oh, yes, you have. Yeah. For sure. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about, because I, I binge watch, I, I was telling you, I was binge watching your show mm-hmm. and you answer a lot of great questions for people in the creative um, the creative world. And I mm-hmm. think if I were to repeat my college years and rebuild my academic um, curriculum, if, if you will, yeah. I would definitely yeah. Yeah. include a lot of the things that you teach. Uh, well, creativity in general, I think is so, so yeah. under underestimated in terms of how critical that yeah. is and the business side of things. And I know you you stress a lot about you need to be able to communicate well to your clients in terms yeah. of um, yeah. um, not just being good at asking about client briefs, but also representing your own values and then making sure that yeah. that's heard and that standing up for yourselves time and again in a very well rehearsed and, you know, just very thoughtful way of doing things. Mm. I love how you uh, put the analogy and, and just to put in context to listeners who are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> So Michael Janda is a bit of a demigod in the creative agency. He's an author of the book that says, Burn Your Portfolio. Burn Your Portfolio. I mm-hmm. love that title. That's such a killer title. Yeah. And the other one is the psychology of design, and um, unfortunately, it's not available on Kindle. So I'm you need to not yet. You need to talk to I Amazon know. about that because your stalkers. No, are it's all me. It's really? all me. I need to. I need to make the ebook version, and it's just I have such a oh, long list of things okay. that I'm trying to get done that it has fallen down my priority list. But I need to make it happen. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just sort of bring up a 
to-do list that <laughs> no no my to-do list is so long <laughs> i don't need reminders it's a good reminder but man i i am i am i, I am a go-getter so i always have a list of things that i'm going after and well, it's definitely going to happen well yes you are you are a go-getter and this is also part of the reason why i'm so excited to have you on the show because a lot about the stories in nandana batanda i like to highlight a lot of um daring stories or you know success stories and yours is in particular is a, a very interesting one you I, this is just a sense that i'm getting because I haven't sure. really fully read your books yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, that, you know, you really want to encourage people to sort of branch out and be brave, you know, and in your particular case, the example that you have set is in the creative world. But mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that you basically tell people, just go find that voice of yours and just be good at it and just be great at it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually mm-hmm. you'll arrive at one point that you'll feel good about the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, I binge watch a lot of shows, all sorts of crazy things. And yeah. I feel like you're, there's a cool TV show in Indonesia on Mola TV called Life in Minor Keys. And it's got this um, great um, songwriter. You got to check this guy out, Max Venison. And what he does is that he meets a guest. And then after meeting them for one full day, then he writes a, a song about this person, the essence, and just takes the sap of like, of what makes a, a person's story so great. And I think your story is cool enough to be in a Max Venison song. You could be. Oh, that's you, so nice of you. You could be like in an episode of Life in Minor Keys because. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, when I started my career, I, I went to school. I went to university at Indiana University in Indiana. It's the state next to Illinois and Chicago. So I, I was born in Chicago and I went to university and I just started to study business like all of my friends were going into the business school because I thought even though I grew up as an artist, I was always drawing and painting. And in high school, I took all the art classes. That was always my passion and focus in my life. And then I go to university and I thought, I'm just going to study business because I don't want to be a starving artist, to use the cliche. I don't want to be a starving artist my whole life. And uh, my freshman year, I got such bad grades taking the business prereqs and things, and I wasn't passionate about it. And I was <laughs> going to flunk out of university. And my parents said, hey, just do what you love. Do chase, chase something that you love. It's better to be poor doing something you love every day than it is to be rich and being miserable doing what you do every day. And so I thought, okay, that's an interesting thing. And, and poor, I mean, I wasn't going to be poor by world poor standards, but not rich as an artist, because that's the cliche, the starving artist that you're never going to make any money. So I decided I would study art and um, design and pursue that and just see where that takes me. And I honestly thought someday, maybe I'll be a creative director somewhere and maybe I'll be making $60,000 a year and that's where I'll max out. And you know what? That's okay as long as I'm doing what I love. Well, two years later, I was making $60,000 a year and I was a creative director at a little agency thing in, in Phoenix, Arizona. 
And so my perspective of what I could achieve in my career, my window, my, my time horizon was only two years. It was two years to accomplish what I thought my university degree would get me in 20 years. And that kind of started to open up my eyes to think, oh man, what, what is ahead for me? What can this actually become? And I think my message to your listeners is don't, don't limit your dream or your belief. You can make great money and have a great career, especially now. Be, most of your listener, listeners are in Indonesia, I assume, and it's a global world right now. And you can be in Indonesia and have a dream of doing work for Disney as a client of yours. It's an achievable thing in 2020 and beyond. This is something that you can accomplish because the world and the economy is getting more and more global over time. Uh, I, I, was, I proceeded through my career. I was a creative director at Fox Studios living in Los Angeles. Then I started my agency and built my agency for 13 years. Disney was my biggest client. Google was my biggest client for the last three years of my agency. We did work for Netflix and HBO and ABC and NBC, Fox Studios, Warner Brothers. I mean, down the list, these were my clients. And it just exceeded every possible dream I ever would have sat back and dreamed about what my career could be. And I, I think I, I go back in time and I look at it and I think, man, I probably should have dreamed a lot bigger than I did. <laughs> and I think that's true for most people. I think you can dream a lot bigger than what you think you can dream. Uh, the barrier to entry to success in 2020 and beyond is so small compared to what it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. The barrier to entry is just not there. You can learn anything you want. You mentioned YouTube. You've been binge watching YouTube. How much have you learned for free in the last six or seven months by binge watching YouTube channels? Well, one weekend with um, the channel of More Agenda. Yeah, please follow that. Everybody subscribe. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hit the notification. One weekend with more Janda and you learned a ton of stuff. But there, <laughs> there's so many more Jandas out there and so I think that I think that's just the, the, <laughs> yeah. the point is like you can education is free everywhere you look. There's yeah. just free content right. or paid education is minuscule amounts of money. Like you can buy if you buy good courses and things online for four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, you can get an education that might cost you ten thousand dollars at a university somewhere. And so I just think the barrier to entry on education and learning is low. The barrier to entry on access to uh, elite clients or working for international clients in people in Jakarta, working for people in the United States or in Europe where there are economies that are booming, that's feasible in 2020. There's, and then you have a cost of living benefit where your cost of living in Jakarta, I don't know exactly what it is, but I assume that it's a lot cheaper than working, living in London or in Paris. So you can, you can be a cost effective solution, but you can still generate and, and shine in the talent that you provide to the world. I, it's just an exciting time to be in business for anybody. So dream a lot bigger, think a lot bigger than what most people do. I should have, and I try to now in my life. Well, you're doing pretty good for yourself, so. 
It's, it's doing okay. Yeah. I think the universe was dreaming big for you. So that, you know what, there's so much truth to that. I, <laughs> my, my river was running and there were a lot of moments when I was just getting in the river and letting it flow where it was going to go. And, uh, I know I've been really grateful and blessed that way for sure. Well, we should be taking down notes. There's a lot of pearls of wisdom in the last like <laughs> 30 seconds. There's, there. there's a few in there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe people in Utah are, you know, just prolific. And, uh, maybe who knows? Uh, you know what? People anywhere, it's it anywhere can be it now. I mean, it, it, hard work, be good to people, dream big. Those are such keys to, to success right. for sure. Well, it's got to be yeah. more than that because obviously you've, um, you've been able to uh, married two things, which is creativity and then business side, a business side. Then mm -hmm, finally, mm -hmm. obviously you've figured out, you know, you long gone were those business school days that, or business class days that you weren't yeah. doing well. And you've obviously yeah. overcome those issues and now yeah. you're, you're great at it, obviously. Yeah. So it's not just dreaming and working hard, but I guess getting good S at yeah. Self-education is so critical. I mean, I learned, I, I got a master's in business from the school of hard knocks, as they say, it was just reading one book after another, living the real experience of building my agency. I sold my agency in 2015. I had never been through any of those kinds of things. I, I built up a team of 20 people and we were billing millions of dollars and, you know, it was all just stuff that I had to figure out because I didn't have a business degree. Uh, but I put my business knowledge up against anybody with a business degree because I, I've done it in the real world. And you so mean. there's, there's, yeah. And I think that there's, that's, I mean, just going back to the emphasis I was making on, uh, self-education or the barrier to entry, you, you can learn it. There's so many places that you can learn whatever it is you want to learn. Podcasts. So, Tanya, you started this podcast. How did you learn how to start a podcast? I took um, a class in podcasting online. You did? Good for you. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then I got a couple of lapel mics and a dongle for my iPhone. And then uh -huh. I got a list of friends and people that I thought would be great on the, on the show. And then I went and interviewed them on my iPhone and I learned how to edit on audition on Adobe edition. I have so good. Uh -huh. Yeah. I have a friend who's a BBC journalist and he was kind enough to teach me how to use Adobe audition. Nice. Uh, one afternoon that he showed me how to do that. And so then I got the subscription and then that's how I learned to be good at it. Yeah. And then one year later, I have now a podcast production house where I also do podcasts for other, um, for businesses and other individuals. Oh, that's awesome. So you edit, you do the edits and posting and things for other yeah. podcasts? Everything from con yeah. from concept creation, if they don't even know what they'd uh. like to have, from uh, whether they'd like to have, you know, it's more just information, whether it's going to be uh, yeah. a chat with somebody else, is it a monologue, yeah. um, and then scheduling of events, uh, what kinds of guests that they're going to have, and then uh -huh. also the recording and then editing almost like everything 
But uh, if they don't have a yeah. logo, we'll do the logo for them. Wow, good for you. I, okay, well, this so is the Indonesian all in service, you know. The, it's the, good. I know that this is a different kind of conversation that you're going to have with the future. Okay, this is like. No, it's so good. It's so good because, but it's still niched. I, you know, I'm a big fan of niching, but it's still niched. It's still all in this podcast space, and that can be the niche that you're filling. Where are some of the clients that you service with your business? Where are they located in the world? In Jakarta. Jakarta. All of them are in Jakarta? Yeah, so far in Jakarta. Yeah. But um, yeah. right now, no new business. Um, well, no additional new business, I suppose, because of the pandemic. So that's why I, yeah. I yeah. also have to... I'm still building up the pipeline. Um, people are still taking the meetings, but they're not They're not buying. Um, they're not signing the new contracts just yet. So Yeah, yeah. It's tough. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, what would you say? What would you advise me to in terms of building um, the client base right now for 2021? You know what? I would reach out outside of Jakarta only. And like I was saying, this is a global mm-hmm. economy. And I think of how many people are out there in the world that have this thought of starting a podcast. I do business coaching and I'm coaching somebody right now who's getting ready to start a podcast. And that's the topic of a lot of our uh, conversations in our coaching sessions is Mm -hmm. how does he do it? And I'm talking to him about audition and, you know, microphone equipment and things. And we're working through all of that, that I had to figure out to start my podcast that I do with my friend out of London, BizBuds podcast. And, uh, I think my recommendation would look out would be look outside of Jakarta because this is a global a global economy and there's so many people worldwide that could be great clients for you uh, and and I think that there are people starting podcasts I mm-hmm. you know it's not everybody I know some of your clients haven't re-signed or or whatever at this point because of the pandemic but the pandemic's going to go away. Uh, there was some really good news yesterday about vaccine. vaccines. Right. Yeah. So really good news out 90% effective on their uh, phase three trials. And, you know, I think we have a bright future. I My advice to anybody in business in general right now is stay alive in business. Keep your business alive. Do what it has to do, what you have to do, because things will pick up again. Business will be normal again. Uh, I had a big slump when the global recession hit in 2008. My business going into 2008 was rocking. And 2008 until October was our biggest year ever by far. We doubled our billings from the year before. And it was just growth and so much work and trying to hire people. And and then October 2008, it's like the phone stopped ringing all of a sudden these clients who had been giving me work every single month for months and months and months weren't calling. And some of them weren't even replying to my phone calls. And these were people who were my friends. And so it was a scary time because it was like the lights turned off. Well, we, it turns out that that was the very start of the global recession that made the stock market get cut way down and people were freaking out about money and the economy. And it took a year and a half before things started to even pick up again. I had to downsize my team, laid off six or seven people just to to keep my business alive. My year of 2009, the year afterwards, 
we made $17,000 of profit that year. But I was so grateful. This is coming off of the year before that when we had a half a million dollars of profit. We made $17,000 of profit. And I was so grateful that we had any profit at all and that our business was still in business. I didn't make any money personally that year, but my business was still alive. And then 2010 came, things started to pick up. By 2011, we were having great billings. By 2012, we were making record billings again and uh, progressing in our business the way as if nothing had happened when the recession hit. And I think that that's the perspective that people have to have right now is just do what you have to do to stay in business. Do what you do have to do to keep your job. Do what you have to do to keep food on the table right now. It's not always going to be like this. The, the pandemic will subside. We'll all look back on it and, and in some ways be grateful that we had this refining experience in our lives because look what it got you, Tanya, seven months of watching YouTube videos that has given you <laughs> massive amount of education right. that you can take into the next phase of your career. Right. It gave you opportunities. You know, we're on a podcast together. Right. Now we're friends and we're going to be friends 10 years from now and have a relationship that may not have happened had you not been if you had been so busy right. that you're with your podcast and and your clients that you wouldn't have reached out to me and who knows what our friendship will turn into over the years ahead and all of it comes out of these slumps when it kind of forces us to reset and rethink our lives a little bit so i think if you if you take it with that perspective this there can be a lot of positive things that come out of moments like this in our lives. And I think you hit something on very um, uh, important there is that you didn't quit in 2009. That's because you've also remembered that you had some really good years before that. Yes. I went back to Indonesia in 2008. That's when my first husband passed away. And then that really changed our lives. And so I I had to move back home with my daughter then. And when I was back in Indonesia, then Twitter was just sort of starting to come up just then. And I started with a friend, a digital agency, as a service to companies to answer people's tweets and said, like, you got to listen, guys. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be the thing where businesses is going to have a Facebook page and, yeah. and a Twitter account. People didn't even yeah. have that back then. And so that was the that was the thing that I sold to, to businesses. It was like, yeah. let me manage your Facebook page and your Twitter account. And I actually managed to get like, um, like six or seven clients and... But it was hard because people were like, Facebook page? Like, why do we need a Facebook page for our company and a Twitter account? And then they said, oh, you know, people weren't buying then. And I didn't pursue that. And I didn't continue with that. And Uh. and I (laughs) kept on with it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you would have had a huge social media agency that you would be running right now, well, had you? Yeah, exactly. Who knows where it would have been? Yeah. Because it would have been yeah. a, a decade, a, close to a decade of me being yeah. kept keeping at it. But 
maybe it's destiny. I'm kind of sort of back ancillary on the side with the podcast and yeah, not tweeting, but it's okay. That's all yeah. right. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with it this time. And Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a great business going, a great niche that you're filling. Uh, so I'm excited <laughs> for you. I think, oh, thank I think you. you've got a lot of upside. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Well, the next question is only going to be, when are you going to come and visit Indonesia? I know I want to so badly. I, it's on my list for sure. I think I had so many things that were canceled this year. It was pretty sad. I was supposed to go to Brisbane, Australia. I was supposed to go to Ghana. I was supposed to go to Dubai. I was supposed to go to Honolulu, all for speaking engagements. And I had one in Las Vegas to participate in events and everything was canceled, canceled, canceled. In fact, I have not left my city in a year, a year ago, right now, I was on my last travel anywhere. It was to Pensacola, Florida. I spoke at an event there. And uh, so I'm one year of not traveling after I was traveling for the 20 years before that, I was probably traveling once a month somewhere. And uh, I'm, I'm in need of a vacation. I, I need some travel. I'm, <laughs> I'm dying over here. Well, but, there's, there's always the Grand Canyon, as you mentioned. I know I could drive down there, but then you have to stay in hotels and pandemic and all of those things. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just going to ride it out through the holidays and hope that the vaccine that, that was that looks so promising is as promising and, and becomes available. And we start to by spring, we start to have this be a distant memory. That's mm, my hope. Yeah. Yeah, Pfizer, that next 10%, please. Thank you very much. I know. That's right. <laughs> Come on. I'll take the I'll take the 90%. They can give it to me now. Let's do this. Really? You would take that's it now? Oh, 90% effective. That's that, that's safer than jumping into your car and driving around. Uh, it's not like the 10% of people that it was not effective on die from the vaccine. It's just that they still pose a chance of getting coronavirus. But 90% of the people who have it or who took the vaccine have uh, uh, have immunity to it. So yeah. that's my thought. So what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Sounds like you have some thoughts. I'm going to wait till it's like 100%. Well, oh. <laughs> What's 100%? Is the measles vaccine even 100%? I don't even know. I guess you're right. right. My daughter, she loves all these um, pharmaceutical ads with the disclaimers towards the end. And I know. It's I so she's she's probably like was about eight or seven when she started doing that. And it's like randomly like, you know, this can cause bowel, like, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah. You just listen to her. And to your point, there's nothing that's 100 percent safe. Yeah. And that's probably true. But um, yeah, you'll let a lot of other people take it before you take it. That's what you're saying. That's, that's well, here, I'll tell you, Tanya, I'll take it first. And then you come, so that you can have more confidence. And then you can, you can have more confidence. Right. And then we can meet up in either Jakarta or Bali. And okay. we'll have the, the two Janda conference. And yes, <laughs> that's will awesome. be fun. Yes. Well, uh, Bali's on my list, too. Uh, there's so many places I've never traveled to the Asian 
area at all. Uh, so that's so on my list. Everything over there from Philippines to Indonesia to Japan and Hong Kong. I mean, there's so many places near you that I want to go visit. Oh, well, you know, great. you name the event, then we'll, we'll organize it. We'll organize the event for. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. I think you need to meet your Indonesian uh, fan base. I have a huge audience there. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of people from Indonesia. Really ambitious. That's what I've been impressed with. Shout out to the Indonesian people. So actively engaged uh, in the Instagram creative community. There's so many Indonesian people that are actively engaged who DM me, who um, share my posts, who comment on my posts. There's just a huge audience there of people that just show so much ambition to grow in their career and so much desire for self-education. Mm-hmm. I've been super impressed with, with yeah. your community of people. Well, that's great. Thank yeah. you so much. I, I don't want to keep you. I know I can, I can hold you forever. If like, <laughs> well, we would talk all day. I'm sure. I know that's, that's probably true. Yeah. Well, let's hope that this pandemic ends soon. Yes, I agree. All Thanks right. for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes. Everybody, Mr. Michael Janda on Janda Bachanda show, and you can find him on his Instagram at more Janda. And if that's not enough on his Facebook at even more Janda. Is that right? Yes. Right. At even yep. more Janda. Or my, my personal Facebook is more Janda also. So either of those. Yes. Even more Janda is my business page. Oh, that's yep. your business. Because I I yeah. was having a good cackle when I saw like even more Janda. Like, you know, that should, yeah. that should be a tagline. Even, yeah. <laughs> even more Janda. So brilliant. What a wonderful chance meeting this has been. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tanya. We'll see you. Reach out anytime. Let's do it again. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye.